Liveline on RT Radio 1 with the all-new Kia Sportage, built for endless inspiration. The all-new Sportage, now at your local Kia dealer. 0818 715 815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. And Joe at RT.ie and 51551 is the text number and the full page ad in uh, independent newspapers today for electric bikes uh, beginning at 4,995 reduced to 4,195. That's the fuel fluid S pedadelic. The Veloci Sport is 1,600 euro. The Veloci Hopper Foldable, all electric bikes, 1,600 euro. And the Veloci Step Through is a 1,500 euro. They are very, very valuable. And that's why it seems, I think, there is an organised group at the minute robbing these, stealing these uh, electric bikes. Mustafa is in Carrick Mines in South Dublin. Mustafa, good afternoon. Good afternoon, how are you? Good. Well, I'm so sorry this has happened to you, Mustafa, because your electric bike was your livelihood. It was your work. Yes. And what happened? Uh, on Friday, I just uh, got an order and just eat in, in McDonald's. Yeah. Then uh, I take my order. Then I got other one in uh, Burger King. Okay. Then I went to the Burger King. I bought my bike inside. Then I uh, I bought my bike inside. I uh, then I, the guest tried to, to give me the order. Then I said to her, just to give me a minute. I just I go to the toilet. Then I come back. Okay. I went to the toilet. Then I come back. I look for my bike. I my bike is gone. I got it. I, I sat I sat to myself. Yeah. Maybe I bought I bought just outside or something like maybe I don't know. But I am sure I bought it inside in the restaurant. Then I check outside around, no. Then I asked the girl, she looking for my bike. Oh. Then she said to me, someone, they steal your bike and he running away from the left side. So it was just, do you reckon the guy, that's and it is a, a man because you can see, in fairness to Burger King, they have the CCTV footage, yeah. in fairness to them. You can see that it is a man. This is the CCTV that's gone to the Gardaí. But do you reckon he was following you, Mustafa, or he just saw the bike, realised it was an electric bike, realised they're worth up to five grand, uh, average around two grand, two thousand. Do you real? Do you think he was following you, or do you think he was just an opportunist? No, he, before he steal my bike, he before he steal my bike when I wasn't at, at at McDonald's, he was also at McDonald's. Before he steal my bike one minute ago, okay. he tried to use the toilet in McDonald's. Ah. But the toilet, it was locked. Then he come back. Then he come back and I went to the Burger King. Yeah. But he come back on Burger King. But he, when he was in Burger King, he was watching me. Yeah. He yeah. looked like when, uh, when from the video, because when he was looking on the left side, I was only standing the left side. Then after that, I went to the toilet. Yeah. So you were, yeah. go- you were gone for less than a minute and he whipped the bike and took off. Yeah, he didn't. He just to make sure me, I'm not in Burger He just to make sure I'm not uh, see him and he go outside the Burger King. Then he come back, then he take the bike and okay. go. Okay. So you reckon he was he was tracking you? He was following yeah, you? He, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Burger King and McDonald's is close, like only yeah. 100 meters between them. Yeah, yeah. And, and Mustafa, how much did you pay for the electric bike? I just I used to get a loan from the bank from AIB Bank to buy this bike. Yeah. 
you know. And uh, when I got the loan, I I bought this bike for uh, one thousand euro. Wow. And uh, I uh, it, this bike is like a made bike, you know, like you can buy everything online. Ah, okay. You can buy everything online. So the, so, you, so the battery is extra. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the engine, you know. And how much did you pay for that? In total. This, uh, in, for this bike? Yeah. It cost me like maybe 1350, 1400 wow. something like that. Oh my god. And how long yeah. have you, how long have you had it, Mustafa? Since March. Since last March. Yeah. Okay. And like how often would you were you working every day delivering? Yeah, because uh, in March I was uh, work somewhere uh, you know that I was work somewhere but I wasn't not able to support myself where I was working because 300 euro or 310 euro every week yeah. doesn't help me even to pay my rent, you know. Okay. My rent is 550 every month plus the bills. And this is without food, without no sport, you know, but this oh job, it wasn't helping much. That's why I bought this bike, maybe after work, go work two, three hours to get some extra money, just to know how to support myself, you know. Yeah. Because you're on your own. Yes. And when did and you... Ha- yes, see. And when did you come to Ireland, Mustafa? I came to Ireland in December 2013. And I know you're now an Irish citizen. Yeah, I got an Irish citizen. Congratulations, well done. Thanks. Um, and where are you from originally, can I ask? I'm from Syria originally. Oh, God. I'm so sorry that what's happened to your country. I'm so sorry what's happened to your country. And you've no family whatsoever, Mustafa? No, no, I have no family here. I'm only alone since I come to Ireland. And what age were you when you came to Ireland? I came to Ireland, uh, at the moment I'm 25, you know, I just say, uh, like maybe around 17. Wow, that's incredible. And yeah. can, Mustafa, do you mind if I ask you, are your parents still alive? Sorry? No. I, no. No, they did, they died in 2012. In the Syrian conflict? Yeah. I'm so sorry. And what, what in terms of your livelihood now, Mustafa... Your bike was stolen. It was, and it's last Friday, listeners. And we put out a we put out a photograph of the bike on Twitter at Joe Liveline and at RTE Liveline. Um, this was Dunleary, the main street, Burger King, just down from McDonald's. Friday uh, around two p.m. Now, have the guardy looked at the CCTV footage? Yes, I uh, went after the Gaza investigation with me. They asked me what happened. Then after I met after. Uh, and she asked the girls, and she wanted to check in the camera. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is what happened, you know, but I didn't see her anymore after that, you know. But I was uh, looking around that all, you know, for five, ten minutes, and after that, uh, I left, you know. I went to home, you know. No, and I no, I went to home after later on because I was looking for my bike all day. Yeah. And Mustafa, has your bike, What since you came to Ireland and became a citizen and you've, as you say, you've no family, you lost your family in the Syrian uh, yeah. conflict. Um, how have you managed? Have you have you got other work or have you just been doing Deliveroo and Just Eat all the time? No, I just, I wouldn't do, I was doing Just Eat, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I only started with Just Eat since March, you know. Okay, and how many days a week would you have to work? Uh, sometime uh, five days. If uh, bad, 
Like I can work six days if it's very bad. If I didn't make money, you know. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Because sometimes when it rains, I'm kind of like when you're cycling. If I breaking with the bike, I many times I fall down, you know. Yeah. And have you had accidents on the bike? Yeah, man, like two, two, three times. Yeah. And what have your injuries been? Hopefully, very trivial. I hope. Sometimes I fall down in my arm, right arm. Yeah. Sometimes I fall down normally. Sometimes I'm okay. Sometimes my leg is hurting me for two, three days. Yeah. This is happening sometimes, you know. And you're renting, you're renting accommodation at the minute. Yes. And that's over five fifty a month for sharing or whatever. Yes. And then I pay, uh, I pay five fifty for lost that bed. Five fifty for what, Mustafa? Uh, I pay five fifty for for the rent. Yeah. But lost the electricity, you know, I have to pay for that. Yeah, of know? course, all the extra. And the Wi-Fi yeah. uh, and everything. <coughs> so you need to earn money. Yes. And what what have you been doing since Friday? Can you borrow a bike? Can you? I can't work on normal bike, you know. I need to have an electric bike because if I, like, uh, sometime I get an order in Ballybrack, how I can cycle from Ballybrack, yeah. uh, from Ballybrack, from the lake to Ballybrack or Shink or... Uh, Sorry, or Kalaini or Doki without no electric bike. You know, I can't do, do that. If I did one order, then I will not continue. I will go back home, you know? Yeah. And, and, Mustafa, have you, you, you have friends here, have you, I hope? Yeah, I have. I have a few friends, yeah. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Now, say, you see, they're so valuable. That's why they're now, I reckon there's a gang or a few gangs are specifically targeting electric bikes. Now, stay with us, Mustafa. Uh, Mustafa's bike was stolen on, uh, it's his livelihood, you can hear it, it's his livelihood, he's a driver, came here from Syria, what, seven years ago when he was only, what, 16, 17, both his parents were killed, he lost his family, he's now an Irish citizen, that was the work he was doing, were you working over Christmas, Mustafa? Did you work? Yes, I do, yeah. Did you work? But I was off on 24 and 25 because of the Christmas day. Good lad. That's, yeah. the, that's the least you deserve. That's the least you deserve a break. Uh, Thomas yeah. Gray. Thomas, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good. So you're listening to Mustafa. How many electric bikes have you had stolen? Oh, don't start. Joe, my young lad, Jamie, was coming home from school on the 20th of December okay. to uh, Griffith Park. Uh, he was coming home with his friends from school after finishing Christmas exams. That's Griffith Park in and North Dublin and round Drumcondra. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Drumcondra. And yeah. he, he cuts through the park because Drumcondra is very dangerous there at the bridge. So he was with his friend. This guy, we found out afterwards, was following Jamie on okay. a push bike. And he got as far as the park and he got ahead of them. Yeah. And he sucker punched them, took a knife out and threatened them and took the bike from him. It was a Fido bike, electric bike. And how much was that bike worth, a, Thomas? Uh, 600 euros or so. Okay. And, 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 and he... Yeah. He was, he was... I got there before the police. He, he managed to call me. Okay. And I got there before the police did. And uh, he was... he was and Obviously, this young girl, I don't know who she was, she aided him. Yeah. She came to his rescue. I still don't know her name. Mm-hmm. And she actually gave chase to the guy on her own electric bike. Right. And uh, Jamie hasn't cycled since. Mm-hmm. Only t- today was his first day. His mother was bringing him to school for the last two weeks because we didn't have a bike for him. Yeah. 
and he was he's curious of not getting another electric bike. He says, I, I, I don't want to get one because he's afraid he'd be stolen again. Now, last Friday, what happened? Last Friday, uh, my son Thomas borrowed my my electric bike, which my daughter in Australia helped to pay for it. He, okay. he remember Laurie. And he took it down to the gym in Drumcondra again and packed it up in the gym yeah. in a bike, you know, locked it to, yeah, to yeah. a stall inside the gym's grounds. And uh, at six o'clock, he went out to cool down after doing a workout and the bike was still there. And after, after six, then he went back out to finish up and the bike was cut through a big chain I had around it. Oh, God. Cut through and the bike was stolen. So that's two electric bikes stolen from your household within, what, three weeks? Three weeks. And, and that was 1,300 euros, that bike. It was an electric uh, uh, Vito uh, MX yeah. Pro, they call it. As I said to you, it was given to me. My daughter in Australia get, get paid for half of it. Yeah, yeah. So it was a gift, and I put a the gift, balance yeah. to it. Yeah, so the balance of it came out in my own pocket with the future of going to work using it. And Thomas, can, 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 you, can you insure an electric bike? Uh, as far theft? as I remember, you can insure a bike through your household policies mm-hmm. if it's stolen from your house, but not out on the street. I've just actually, yesterday yeah. evening, I bought three trackers. From, okay. I bought them in America. So if we ever do get our bikes back, or we do get them, I will be able to put this tracker inside the bike, and it will actually okay. track it live, GSM. But Joe, it's terrible. You, like you work so hard for these yeah. things, and the guards never even turned up on the one on Friday night. They called us, mm-hmm. and there's two. Like they, I got to hand it to the guards with Jamie. Uh, there's two districts there. One is Ballymun, and one side of Griffith Park is is Mountjoy. Yeah. And Ballymun attended the crime, yeah. and they took the statements, and they said it's not in their district. That was for Jamie, so yeah. they passed it on to the guys in Mountjoy. Okay. And he was he was very helpful, the detective, but he was under the same impression you were talking about that these are being stolen to order, yeah. stolen to order, and it's it, it's just. You'd be afraid for your children on these bikes, and there's quite a lot of them around at the moment. And go back to the that horrific incident in Griffith Park in Drumcondra where there was yeah. a knife produced. A knife produced. He he, he was, was sitting on a bench. He, he got ahead of them, Joe. When it, we have a few friends living just there beside the prison officers' club. Yeah. I don't know the name of the street. Millmount. Millmount, Mill yeah. Mill yeah. And we asked them for footage, and they gave us a very good footage of a doorbell and Jamie and his friend are cycling on the road yeah. and this guy is cruising behind them and he literally gets ahead of them. He goes into the park, which is kind of a little wooden, there's kind of a concrete bridge, a bridge over to the left-hand side of Griffith Park. Yeah. And he sat, he sat on this chair bench with another bike and Jamie comes down the hill and he stood out in the hall, give me your bike and landed Jamie uh, knuckle straight, straight in the furrow. I, I think they called him sucker punch. That's what the guard called it. Then Jamie said, "What?" Do, he said, "What do you want?" And he said, "I want your boy. Give it to me now." And he produced the knife. And I said to Jamie, "If ever anybody chases you or does anything, just give it to them. 
your life is worth yeah, more yeah. than a I know, silly yeah. bike. You're right. That was in the middle of the day, Joe. I know, at, you're, at right to say, you're right to say that to your kids. Um, Mustafa, yeah. it's terrible that you have to say it. Don't don't get into a row with anyone with a knife or, or who's threatening you or gives you a punch like that. Mustafa, is your bike insured? No. No. And could you could you get it insured? No. But no, if I get the insured, I'm not even. I I can't offer like pay monthly for. Yeah, I know you have enough. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I have a bill, you know. Yeah. And also this bike, well, because I'm driving too much with the bike, sometimes broken every one week or two weeks. You know, I have to save at least like yeah. fifty euro every week from what I got. You know, to fix this bike because sometimes have an issue. You know. But the, but the, but Mus- and it's, it's as you heard Thomas it's it's Mustafa's livelihood, um, yeah. But Mustafa the, the guard I'll ask Thomas to tell you about the tracker in a sec. But Mustafa the uh, the the guard are investigating it and are looking at the CCTV. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. they do on Friday. Yeah. Thomas, tell us about these trackers and. Yeah, I, I I done a bit of research on Joe yesterday because my son Thomas got his own bike back, which was an electric bike, and yeah. he won't take that to school at the moment. He's taking the push bike. But I, I done a research in it's uh, uh, Amazon dot com, and basically it's kind of like a round circle magnet thing which you can slip inside the pipe. What you what you mean? You what, G- what, but Thomas, what do you mean slip inside the bike? Yeah, it, it's a magnetic kind of tracker. Right, and it's very, very small. Okay. So you could actually, if you put it outside, someone would see it. Of course. But yeah. if you trip it inside, if you trip it inside the saddle or the pipe that the saddle goes oh, down, okay. it's you can't see it. And it basically is like your your sat nav in your car. It yeah. actually gives you a live track where you wow. have. You obviously have to get an app, and you follow it. Now the battery would probably have to replace after six months. I'd say that's the normal with them things, you know. But according to this, uh, the, the 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 website and. Um, you can stick them on the car and you, the car could be driving at 200 mile an hour and it won't fall off. And are they expensive, Thomas? No, it cost me $64. Okay. Plus the duty, it'll work out about 80, to 80, 80 euros. Because I said, if we ever get another bike, and especially Thomas has an electric bike, Junior, I, I said, I have to get something because it's the only way you find them. Yeah. Like, all the CCTV footage, I went into the gym asking them for the footage and they they weren't helpful at all. Yeah. They said they'll speak to the guards. But you see, they, they well, have yeah, but, they, but there is GDPR now and it's very strict. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. it's too strict at times. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. guardy are the only ones that can have access to it. But then, yeah. you, but then you're the, have... you, but then you're dependent on guardy are busy at the best of times. You're dependent. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah it's not the crime of the century, COVID. Joe. Yeah, I know. Yes. Okay, and and it's not the, with all the serious crime that it is going on with people being murdered and things like that. I don't think it's on the top. Ah, of the okay, list. I understand that, and I I know you yeah. do as well. Yeah. Stay there, Thomas. Yeah. Stay there, Mustafa. Joe at rte.ie. Live line on RTE Radio One with Kia. Discover our two to one offers at your local Kia dealer. For more, log on to kia.com. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. A number of people are telling us about the theft of their electric bikes, which are very, very popular, very expensive, but very popular and extraordinarily handy, especially for people like Mustafa, who's on the line, originally from Syria, came here in 2013, fled the war. His parents, unfortunately, 
uh, perished in, in that war. He doesn't have any family anywhere, uh, but he is now an Irish citizen and uh, we're all the better for his presence because he's been doing an awful lot of work in the last nine months for Deliveroo, primarily Just Eat. But his electric bike was stolen, broad daylight, uh, from almost under his eyes. A few seconds he turned his back um, last Friday at Burger King on the main street in Dundee. And as he said, that's his livelihood gone. Now, a lot of people, this, but Tony, Tony, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Good. You're, you're listening to Mustafa. Yes, I'm very sorry to hear what happened to Mustafa, particularly with the tragedy in his life of having to come to Ireland, what happened to his yeah. family, set up a business for himself and then get his bicycle robbed. And the, his livelihood. He's, he's been very yeah. unlucky. I'm, I'm really sorry. So I would be, I'd happily fund replacing an appropriate bicycle for him if you can share my number with him Afterwards, and arrange yeah. to do it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not in the bicycle business, and, uh, but I, I live in Dublin and there's a local bicycle shop across the road here and uh, I okay. would be, be happy to replace him with an appropriate bike to get him on the road again. Oh, that's a magnificent gesture. That's a magnificent gesture. And I know you've been talking to the crew upstairs. Mustafa, yeah. so, so we... we Get you talking to Tony after the program, Mustafa, and as oh, okay. a, Tony is offering offering to buy you a bike. Yes, a I'll, bike. I'll buy him a bike. We have a local bicycle shop across the road here, McDonald's Cycles. Okay, and I, I, if he contacts me, I'll happily bring him there, and okay. he can select one that's appropriate for him, and I will fund it for him. Well done, um, well, Mustafa. You've you've struck a chord with people. Well done. Thank you. It's a, it's um. You really have you your 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 story and he was very unlucky. Very unlucky with the tragedy that he's had in his life, losing his family, losing his job. Come here, get going in business, and then his means of livelihood taken from him like that. It's so sad. But just you know, yeah, I just like when the bike is stolen, you know, I just ask myself, I don't know what I did to myself with this bike getting stolen, you know. I'm just like something like all what I have, you know. Yeah, it's all you, you know, have. because if when someone, when these guys see my bike, you know, I'm just all what I'm thinking how I can support myself and live now. And then yeah. the end of the, this month, I have to pay the rent, you know. If I didn't work, I'm not able to pay the rent, you know. Yeah. Then what I have yeah, to do then? Then Mustafa, you know? Mustafa, you didn't do anything wrong. Whoever stole your bike is the is the person who did did you wrong. And as as we're hearing, there's a lot of electric bikes being stolen yeah. because they are so valuable. And people are either, there's talk of vans, bikes being thrown into the back of a van or whatever in, in a couple of seconds. Um, but anyway, yeah. Tony, that's Tony, that's Tony. Do, I was going to point out that, as you said, Tony, the job that Mustafa does is a hard old job. I yes. I don't know how they do it. And uh, the lads and the lassies who do it in, in Deliveroo and Just Eat and Uber Eats or whatever, um, especially yeah. in especially in, in the weather where, well, I know we've had a mild winter generally, but in rain and cold and snow. But uh, Tony, we, but we'll... Please God, Joe, this could be a turning point for him, you know, like most things yeah. in life. It's, it's not what happens to you that matters, it's how you cope with them and uh, how you cope with what happens to you. And I would be very happy to try and help him out. So okay. you sh- share his number with me and yeah, we'll I look forward it. to meeting him. I'll bring him to the local bicycle shop here in McDonald's. Okay. And, and you're, in you Dub- you're in Dublin, Tony? Yeah, I'm in Rackyard okay. Village, yes. Okay, okay. And uh, Mustafa, as I say, it wasn't your fault, but uh, Tony gave you a, an idea there about getting a tracker for your bike. And I know you have locks or whatever, but you, you momentarily turned your back and the, the bike was was uh, was grabbed. Um, so, Mustafa, we will, with your permission, we will give your number to Tony 
this afternoon and uh, we will give uh, Tony's number to you and you can hopefully meet up and um, and sort it out. Okay, okay. No problem, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Mustafa, 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 and have you any family in the world, Mustafa? Well, I have my uncle, but he's living like in, in USA. He's in the USA, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's not in, he's not in Ireland. And you don't have any brothers or sisters? No, only me. Okay. Well, well, condolences on, on the death of your parents in Syria and all the... Maybe, maybe, maybe he's got a new grandfather in Dublin now. Oh, Carl, okay. Carl Tony. Thank you very much. Carl Tony. Thank, thank you, Mustafa. Okay. You're welcome. Look forward to meeting you. Thank you. Thanks, okay. Joe. Well, lovely gesture for the new year. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Mustafa. And we'll keep in touch. Mind yourself, Mustafa. And any, any other help you need, please let us know. Joe at rte.ie 0818-715-815. Liveline on RTE Radio 1 with the all-new Kia Sportage. Built for endless inspiration. For more, log on to kia.com. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie. Um, by a number of people uh, noting that it's the 60th anniversary. It was on New Year's Eve, effectively. Uh, just on the cusp of the new year in uh, 1962 uh, that RT television began and of the many, many, many much programs, programmes people have been asking is about the Reardons and one of them is Michael uh, in Dublin and Michael, you want to know why the Reardons isn't repeated? Yeah, good, good afternoon and happy new year if it's not too you late. Too, yeah, of course, it's never too late, yeah. And uh, now I tell you, the Reardons were started in 1965 and it finished in 1979. It was filmed down in uh, Lee's Town, Kilkenny, Dunbar in County Mead. Okay. But getting back to the, I liked it. I thought, well, like, you would, for me, you, Michael, it, sorry, will you explain to people what was the Reardons? What made it so? I think it was part. family values. I think it was family life. I think it was about the farm, because a lot of people in Dublin. I'm not saying. Far from being backward, we are. But I think we didn't really understand the farming, you know, what Mm -hmm. way people lived down the country way back then, you know. And as I said, but this this brought us to life. And I tell you, more than anything, more than anything, I think your whole family could watch it. The soaps today, you don't know whether you're coming or going. There's... (laughs) You know, know the You know, I mean, one minute. I mean, I'm not even going. I'm not even going. I'm not even going down that road with them. Look after your blood pressure. We have to look after our own program too. Okay, so so the Reardon was on. What you say from 1965 to 1979, 14 years every Sunday night. Yeah, but the thing I liked about it was there was one character in it, and honest to God, there's a character in every town. I think I I I really do think characters came after her. Uh, I think her name was, well, Minnie, Minnie Brennan. Minnie Brennan. And honest to God, you didn't need the news of the world or the papers or the Evening Herald. She knew everything. <laughs> it was just the, way, it's just the way life was. Yeah. Like, if you want to know something down the road. But you see, there's a Minnie Brennan and a Hilda Hoggins in every county. Yeah, yeah, in every Even town. today, like, even, even in reality, even in real life, you'll always get somebody, you know. My father's mom had a sister, and she lived in Duke Street. And honest to God... If, if there was no one she did not know, well, then she knew nothing. She knew everybody. We used to go up there as a boy. So in a way, she did remind me of Minnie Brennan. Her name was Aunt Josie. But she did remind me of Minnie Brennan because she knew everything. It's very strange. But the fam, I think it was more for me, and I remember it very well, of course I do, 
But for me, it really opened, it opened a whole new world of what the country life was like. Yeah, and it was... Very... I mean, it, 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 okay, there were, there were value, uh, uh, various um, family values, and uh, they're not wholly, wholly, but there was just something there, a, a great connection with the family. And then you had, the, you, you had different characters. You had, um, you had a travelling guy, I, can't think, I think his name was Eamon. Eamon, yeah. You yeah. had the priest, Father Sheen. Joe Pilkington, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you had. And, and as I say, the thing about it was that they could work so well together. Now, some of them were married to each, and not uh, to each other, but, they were you know, they had partners. Yeah. Now the other you thing, know. did you, did you go to, see, the interesting is, it was, it was filmed in Dunboyan. Yeah. Okay, and you went down to see it. No, I never got a chance you to go got, to okay, see well, that. I but I'll tell you what I did do. No, I'll tell you what I did do. I went down to see Glen Rowe where that was filmed oh, yeah. because You're I killed, think the yeah. Raiders opened a lot. The ra- after the Raiders came on, it really opened the doors to, uh, well, at that time it was known as Radio Television. But it opened mm-hmm. the gates, it opened the doors to a lot of... Um, and as well as that, I think it was the first time, no, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was the first time that RTE um, were able to go outside to broadcast was, and, do, uh, and, and do sets outside. Yeah, but it wasn't... Rather than in the studio. It wasn't just the first time for RTE, it was the first time that any soap opera, so to speak, yeah. was yeah. filmed on location. It wasn't in That's a studio. Right. So it really opened Which the was doors. Incredible. And the fi- it was incredible. Yeah, it was films, gorgeous to watch. Yeah, and the films today, we have so much to be thankful for. For I mean, Archie is very steep in history, through its drama, through its other things. So mm-hmm. you're very blessed, Joe, to be in there. I, I envy I know that, I know Because that. there's the, a lot of history there. But a the Reardons, lot of history. But the Reardons, when it was being broadcast in the uh, 60s and 70s, was number, was number one. It would get nearly a million viewers a week. That's right. A yeah. million a now, week. That's right. And the thing I loved about it was, you know, you, I'm not saying you'd be rushing home, we were playing on the streets or whatever, but the thing I liked about it, it, it opened my eyes because even though we were living in, in Dublin, no matter what part of Dublin, you, I never really knew what family life was like. I never knew what yeah. the country life But this brought you into it. And it was clean. It was, uh, the whole family could sit but down did, and watch it, it. It did do controversial issues from time to time, Oh, it? yes. And the thing, the thing I liked about it was, that most of all, and if you said to me who was my favourite character, it would have to be Nini Brennan. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought she was just incredible. I mean, she, apart from being the nosiest person in the world, yeah, yeah, it's just the way she played. They were all yeah. very, very good. Just, were to, all... Just, to, just to try and explain it to our younger listeners, Minnie Brennan was, she was married to Batty Brennan. I think we have, a, vo- right. I think we have a voice here somewhere. Let, let's hear Minnie calling Batty, I think. Will you look at that fella, Benji! Yes, ma'am. What are you mocking yourself up for? I just thought you were supposed to be going into Kilkenny. Well, so I am. Well, will you come here and get yourself cleaned up for heaven's sake? Tom won't be long, Minnie. He just went over to get Eamon. Oh, sure, poor Eamon. As if his accident wasn't enough. To have poor Eileen going sick now, too. Is there any word of it? I should know how they are, Minnie. They don't tell you anything, but she's not very strong, oh. you know. You can see that. Mm. Minnie, it looks like me. Would you ever mind coming oh, over? Will I bring you up to the watch? Yes, yeah. thanks, Minnie. So Minnie would... Well, there, well, yeah, there, yeah. What, does that, well, what does that tell you, Joe? She, there, yeah. she, I mean, she, after all these years <laughs> now, so, somebody carry, somebody, uh, some of them are passed away now, Lord Reston. But you know what? They left a great legacy. And you think, I mid, like, now, even, but, even, just, just to explain again to younger listeners, in that clip, you heard Minnie, Minnie Brennan. This from yeah. the Reardons. Our name was Annie Dalton, a very formidable actress and, and oh, yeah. theatre company manager. But Minnie, the, the, she would have to know... 
or else find out very quickly what was going on in the town. In other words, if a new car arrived in the town, yeah, she would know. She would she would have to find out where the car was from, who was in. If a new priest visited arrived. the town, or even in that case, what, Joe, yeah. Do you know what? If you don't mind, sorry for cutting in. Uh, there is a mini Brennan in every town around the world, even in this day and age. Even 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 today, to uh, twenty twenty two, there's a mini Brennan, and I always think that we we we, we look at Coronation Street. We look at Hilda Hoggins, and she was a mother. But for me, mm. Minnie Brennan opened the door, and it really made you because you, you'd often say to yourself, um, "Okay, how did she know before I knew? How did she know before the person knew?" But it, you know, I, I am so I'm so proud that we that um, RTE yeah, were able to do that we, way we've back asked, then. We've asked RTE at, at any they're in black and white most mostly, but are any um, episode written, but written by the way by the incredible uh, talented Wesley uh, Burroughs late of this parish. Now Dave Costello has contacted us. Uh, Minnie Brennan was your auntie in real life, Dave. That is correct, Joe. Yeah, um, she was my mother's sister. Okay, and did you did you meet her? Oh, many times. She was at my wedding. <laughs> okay, and and her name was Annie Dalton. Uh, well, if you want to go back, she's from Carlow. Okay. She came from a fairly large family. My grandfather was the usher in the cinema in Carlow. Okay. And uh, there were three sisters. There was a Judy who uh, worked on the cruise ships, and that's a long time ago. Okay. Um, and Annie, uh, who, as you know, it became Minnie in the Reardons, and my mother, um, Kathleen Mulhall, later Costello, she uh, uh, married my father, and they had a road show with the Bohemian Players, Bill Costello's Bohemian Players. Wow. And Annie organised that, the fit-ups going around, going around the country. No, she well, she had her own show originally, but okay. she married uh, a man called Louis Dalton, okay. who was, um, I'm sure you know, a very famous playwright. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, she uh, was with him when he had his own road show going around the country. Okay. A very uh, uh, busy man. Uh, they later split up and she went with John Cowley. Yeah. And um, John and her ran their own road show. One particular one was uh, uh, one show they read was A Priest in the Family, which was um, uh, a show about the younger son of the farming communities and other communities in Ireland being geared and pushed into the priesthood. Uh, and uh, this was very controversial at the time. This is okay. 1950s. Okay. She had a big uh, Ferrari with the Bishop of Killaloo down right. in Killaloo. Uh, at the same time, there was a knock at the door one day, and somebody asked uh, for a job, and John said to her, what is the chap here looking for a job, Annie? He said, no, no, she said, he's got, uh, we're full up at the moment, take his name and address. Uh-huh. His name was Richard Harris from Limerick. <laughs> Whatever became <laughs> That's a story. Yeah. Later brought to Richard's um, uh, attention in Linan in, in in Connemara when they were making The Field where John played the uh, the auctioneer in the yes. movie The Field. Tom Tom Reardon as we knew him in the Reardons there was John Cowley and he was his uh, fictional on-screen wife uh, was Maura Deedy and um, but his, li- his wife in real life was Minnie Brennan That's Annie correct. Dalton. I just want to say John um, uh, Joe John Cowley was um, a, a gentle man yeah. Uh, there are many people, I'm 74 years of age now, there are many people I've met in my life, um, but there are people who you remember, I think Kay Bourne would be mm. one you you would uh, uh, remember very well. But John Cowley is one that I remember extremely well. He was a gentle person, a lovely man. And the, the other thing I remember, Dave, now that you mention 
John Cowdy. He he was even though I don't know what his background was. Obviously, in the reading of the farming story, but he was a national campaigner against hair coursing and yeah. blood sports. That's correct. Which was and incredible. He got severely criticised. I can imagine. He used to nail a, um, a thing over. He, he lived in uh, in outside Navan, uh, in he had a farm out there, small community, and he used to um, a little field. He had he had a tree on it, and he used to nail up um, uh, council against blood sports. Uh, and the yeah. uh, uh, the tree one not one morning was cut down. He found it. They actually cut the tree down on him. So he was uh, he was castigated for um, for his stance against the uh, and a very principled man. Now tell us about your Aunt Annie. What was she like in real life? Oh, she was a character. Okay. I mean, uh, Michael there in front of you, you remember some of it. I remember, if you want to remember one of them, uh, the two of them, Minnie and, and Myra Didi standing outside the uh, the chapel in, in Dunboyne. And um, she's saying, you know, Mary, dear, I've seen uh, more meat on a tinker stick than I have Shame on Michael Richardson. <laughs> Now that's something you couldn't say nowadays. You'd be in trouble for it. Butcher's pencil. She was a a great character in real life. She was very testy. You wouldn't want to. She didn't suffer fools easily. She ran her own show for many years and was a, a very, very strong character in her own right. And did she make a living out of the Reardon's, Dave? Oh, she did, yeah. No, no they were very, not very, none of them were very happy about the, the way it was finished up. It was very, very badly done by RTE. Yeah. Uh, but um, um, she made her living uh, from all her life, uh, running a show and working with people. They lived in the North Circular Road in Dublin for many okay. years, and they got bit parts. You see her popping up in many movies, like yeah. Young Cassidy and various oh, other wow. movies. Uh, there's she, a great one they had done many years ago, black and white one, with uh, Cyril Cusack and some of those great old characters from the Dublin stage uh, um, about a train. You might remember I have a fantastic story. The Last Whistle Stop. Really funny one. I have it on video here. Okay. Now, just to I remind think. people that, that uh, Minnie Brennan and indeed Tom Cowley and indeed the wonderful Tom Hickey died last year. Uh, they, were, they were our celebrities. Well, let me put it this way to you. She opened pubs, yes. fates, all over the country. Well, I have a list here from Colum, Colum Keane, formerly of this parish, uh, wrote a great article in the Ireland Zone about uh, Minnie Brennan, Annie Dalton. Her public appearances, wrote Colum, drew huge crowds. She launched festivals, opened supermarkets, judged competitions, ranging from a glamorous grandmother competition in Old Lyon County, Carlow, to selecting the winner of the Hairy Leg competition at the Baileyborough Festival in County Cavan. She even turned up at the Shamrock Lounge in Kilross County Tipperary for a stint in Cabaret. Her arrival in Limerick with Tom, a real-life husband, but another star from the Reardons, for the opening of a frozen food shop created quite a stir. Thousands turned out to greet them. Tom drove through Limerick City on his tractor Followed, yeah. followed by Minnie in a pony and trap, they were given a tumultuous reception by a vast throng of admir- admirers. A local newspaper report, shoals of autograph books were signed and the Gardaí had to be called in to control the crowds. Yes. That's how big she <laughs> I, was. <laughs> she stole my wedding from me. Okay. <laughs> We had a reception in the Cadian Hotel in Newbridge, and uh, they people were coming from all over the place for her autograph. You know, 
And when, <laughs> no, when, she was a great character. Did... You know, the, Michael there mentioned the Glen Row and that. Uh, there were many people that came from it, apart from Tom Hickey, God rest him. But, um, you know, the last few episodes of the Reardons, they had Gabriel Byrne on it. That's right, yeah. Started. And, uh, Barry, it was yeah. That, I beg your pardon, they didn't start there. But Whatever happened he, to him? First, yeah, well, and now he's, he's going to own show after a many very and prosperous career in, in Hollywood he's and various on, places. He's on the gate, he's soon based on his book, which I read a few months ago. It's an incredibly well written book, it really is his memoir. But, Dave, Dave, when did Annie die? Uh, oh, good question, though. She's buried in Carlo, in the cemetery in Carlo. I, offhand, Joe, it's, it's um, not, not with me at the moment. Uh, I, was, uh, I was away at the time, I was in on. Okay. Well, she's uh, I was away, she's but uh, uh, actually, I, I can't, I can't yeah. remember that. But oh, she's okay. buried in Carlo. John himself oh, okay. is buried in Bohermine, far side in Navan. Okay. There's a cemetery there in Bohermine. Uh, but I, uh, I just, I'm oh, sorry, now I can't remember no, that's the not top of the my head. But she, I, I just wanted to make make the point that unfortunately she, she had passed. As have a lot of the cast. Kevin Hoey has contacted us on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Uh, Kevin, good afternoon. Mary Reardon, Maura Deedy, the great Maura Deedy. She was, she was your mother. She was indeed, yes. And uh, my dad was uh, Francie in the Reardons, um, ah. Johnny Hoey. Okay. And, okay. Yeah, much to everybody's amusement, they were obviously married in real life. Okay. And, uh, we we lived in Greystones all our life, and it used to be it used to turn a few heads when they were walking down through the main street in Greystones <laughs> because. Because people be thinking, what's what's Mary Reardon doing, holding hands with Johnny with with Eamon? Is it for no Francie Mar? Francie Mar. Francie from that's the right, yeah. From the yeah. <laughs> a, a story they told. Um, they were uh, opening a supermarket or doing something in, yeah. in Kilkenny, I think it was, and they went into uh, a local hotel and um, they were checking in, and uh, they were told that they had. Uh, the management of the hotel had said that they had reserved that the, the honeymoon suite for them, and my mother said, "Well, okay. no, no, we, we we actually have to have um, separate rooms." And uh, not the, the receptionist <laughs> kind of looked at them and said, "Well, did you have a row?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, that's how serious. And Kevin, were, the, uh, were you aware of your mother's fame? I suppose we were because um, no matter where we went, uh, you know, people were coming up looking for her autograph and uh, wanted to have photographs taken with her. And uh, yeah, we were very conscious of that. And um, uh, of course, I in school, my nickname was Benji. Okay. And your, did your was your mother always an actress from adulthood or? Oh, yes, right up through okay. it. One of your other listeners there was talking about the fit-up theatres. My mother and, and dad were very involved in those two with Annie Dalton and John Cowley. And they, they toured the company. That's where they met, actually. They toured the company, ah, the country. And where was your mother, where was Maura Didi, Mrs. Reardon, from originally? She was originally from Cork. Okay. Yeah, no, she's Cork City. Yeah, she's from the Western Road. <laughs> and my dad was a Dundalk man. Okay, and, and they, did, did they, she, after, they married uh, in Kilkee. <laughs> and after the Reardons, did she have a lot of yeah. like? Was her was the Reardons her livelihood for fifteen oh, years? Over, very much so. They they would have been considered fortunate in the acting profession around that time yeah, because yeah. Uh, you know steady work was was hard come by. And um, so after the Reardons, she she did quite a few uh, parts in movies. Her her last movie, okay. she was eighty three years of age, and she played. Uh, Brendan Gleeson's mother 
in a in a movie called um, oh what was the name of it? Uh, can't remember the name of it. Oh, the tiger, a tiger's tail. Oh yeah, and, John uh, John Berman about the collapse of Captain Tiger. Yeah, great movie yes, actually. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there was another movie. This is my father with um, uh, oh, a number of actors. Um, okay. and she 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 did quite a few movies. Uh, and, but do you remember uh, what age would you have been when your mother was? Because the Reardon's was filmed. It was a unique and a trailblazer. It was filmed as an outside broadcast down in Dunboyne. It was all outdoors and the farmhouse was a real farmhouse and when they would go to a mart or a fair they'd go to a real fair or a real mart and if they went to the but anyway but, you, but it was it, was it a, f- a five day a week job very much so yes they rehearsed for they used to do two episodes in two weeks they rehearsed for one wow. week and then they filmed for the other two weeks and as you say it was an outside broadcast unit and for the time the early 60s they they did some very very innovative yeah. things the barn yeah. The barn that you saw on TV with the yeah. hay in front of it was actually a disguised television studio. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you went through the door and inside in that were, were all the sets. The kitchens. And the and very the, yeah. back of that barn, I'm giving away an awful lot. Yeah, now, no, very, the back of that barn was the front of the pub, Johnny Mac's pub. It's just so incredible. It, it, there were some, and that was, you know, the mid-60s. And, you know, your cameras the size of uh, washing machines yeah, and so yeah, on. Massive, massive, into small areas. massive. Yeah, and was uh, your in so far as you recall, was your mother? Did people think she was Mary Reardon when they'd meet her on the street? Oh, very much so. Yeah, people took it to heart very much. There was no, yeah. there was no question. And um, yeah, I know uh, she loved the. She very much loved the notoriety. She, she did she? Yeah, it, it was very much part of her life. And uh, my, my memory growing yeah. up was how kind she was to you know, fans where when, when they came up and spoke to her and she had a lot of time for them, you know, she she was a wonderful person. Because her character in the Reardon's, I'm trying to remember it, but the character in the Reardon's, was, mm. she was quite reserved, wasn't she? She was, she, she Minnie, Minnie would have been a lot more outgoing, but Maura would have been the kind of the, the matriarch. The, and you're saying she, 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 was a, she was a good fun and outgoing. And, she was good fun and outgoing. I suppose she was much more conservative in the Reardon's than she was in real life. Um, she was she was a lot more outgoing in in, in, mm-hmm. in real life and uh, and then reverted to the kind of quiet conservative um, country housewife if you'll pardon the expression uh, mm. in the Reardon's you know so um, and when 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 did your mom pass did you say what she was in her eighties she was she was eighty nine she ah. she died in twenty ten ah yeah okay. yeah she, she a good life my father uh, he passed away. Very early in life, he was only sixty-nine. He oh died God. in uh, nineteen seventy-eight. So uh, wow. he was actually still working in the Reardon's when he when he passed away. And is there acting in the family? Not really. No, no. None of us is myself and three sisters, and none of us really went into the um, into the acting profession. I just retired. Been working in the health services all my life, so I just retired this year. But you're not you you, you, you yeah, I know they used to call you Benji in school because of the <laughs> connection with the Reardons because of the Tom Hickey character. But I presume oh, yeah. you, I presume you shed that name many decades ago, Kevin. Oh, very much so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was very much a school. Uh, a school yeah, thing. of course, of course. Oh my God, what what a what a an incredible. I have to story. say though, down through the years, I dined out on many of the stories from the Reardons. They were, yeah. you know, there were there were some great stories. I must say, it was a great life. <laughs> there was, it was so innocent, because in, again in this article, mm. listen to this, uh, Dave Costello, this is about your aunt and Kevin, uh, your, your mother, I think, gets, well, Benji gets a mention. This is, this is a story about Minnie. 
And when the first phones came to the to Leestown, the fictional village, um, she Minnie located the new directory and found the Reardon's number, Mary Reardon's number. On dialing the phone, something strange happened. She heard a click. Then she heard the voice of Benji Reardon, who was married to Maggie. Surprisingly, he was talking to Delia, the sister of Eamon Marr, a settled traveller, who was also a popular character in the soap. She thought of putting the phone down, but something deep in her nature, this is Minnie's nature, stopped her from doing so. She heard, she's now eavesdropping, she heard Benji saying, will you be able to steal out tonight? And Delia replied, if I can, but if I don't come at at the time, don't wait. I'll wait to the crack of dawn anyway, said Benji. Minnie was shocked. She was totally shocked. It was as if she had somehow been caught listening. She assumed the worst, not realising that Benji and Delia had been rehearsing lines for a play sived by John B. Keane in, 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 within the drama, so to speak. But she decided to take action, thinking that Benji uh, was having an extramarital affair with Delia and she soon started spreading rumours in the hope of discouraging what she thought to be a flourishing affair. How innocent can you get? But that was one of the great storylines in it. I'll come back to Gerard Gerard Tevlin before the break. You were a barman and sinners in Dublin, now gone across the Gaiety Theatre in South King Street. Uh, Who who did you meet, Gerard? I met uh, Philip White Lennon, Anne Rowan, Jack O'Reilly, Tony Doyle, Gabriel Borden, the late Anya O'Connor, yeah. all those uh, the bachelors used to call into us when they were in the gaiety. Wow. So um, I was only an apprentice barman. It was a, it was a great uh, novelty for me to meet all those stars. You know, but, but the, the, but the, the ca- were lovely. But the cast, try and explain to people, Jared, because I'm trying hard. But the cast of the Reardons were the stars of their day, weren't they? They were. They were they the were. celebrities and. They were they were celebrities. They were they were and they were very uh, people could approach them. Yeah. You know, if you went into the for a drink and just uh, they happened to be there, you you could speak to them and there was no airs or graces about it. Just speak back to you and you know and have a chat and that's be it. But oh, they, they were, were uh, what you call um, they were they were great. Uh, they, were, they were very very nice. Uh, the, the actors and actresses that I met. Okay. Okay. They so must have been living, I say, in the Red Pines area because there, there was only. A certain section of the rear that used to come into us. Yeah, of course, in the in the in the area. You know, the, 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 the south side of us. Okay. Um, uh, uh, when I saw a call coming up here on 0818715815 from Professor Linda Connolly, well, not, well, head of the Department of Sociology, um, uh, in in uh, Maynooth. Um, along with a great crew there, including Professor Mary Corcoran. But Professor Linda, you, you're not. You, I thought you were phoning in to talk about the sociological impact that the Reardon's had on our lives and studying it now gives us, and apparently it is studied on media study courses, gives us an insight into how people lived. But you, you have a direct connection, Linda, with the Reardon's. I do. And just to say, Joe, I'm, I'm not the head of the sociology okay. department. Mary um, is, I, I think. Uh, she was. Yeah, she was. Okay. Mary was my PhD supervisor, actually. Oh, right. But uh, I'm in the Social Sciences Institute. Oh, okay. But, okay. Uh, just in case anyone gets annoyed at no, me. No, they won't. That's minute. <laughs> no, no one gets annoyed at minute. No, but tell us, tell us your connection, yeah. Linda. I will. So, so I grew up in um, the Flat House in Dunboyne, County Meath. Yeah. Um, which is my ancestral home. We're there for five generations. 
and the Reardons was filmed there. That's the, oh, wow. the house where where they came. Um, I, I was eleven, Joe, when uh, it stopped. When they stopped doing the Reardons, so okay. as far as I recall, I think um, they came twice uh, um, a week um, to do the kind of outdoor scenes yeah, mainly course, around yeah. the farm. Yeah, and as I think that was more Aditi's son. I just caught. That was Kevin, um, yeah, Kevin Howie. Yeah, yeah, at the end, yeah. Um, and then they did, um, they converted a barn into studios. Um, um, and Linda, would you, would your family stay in the house while the filming was going on? Yeah, so, so in my grandparents' time, so originally it was my grandfather, Willie Connolly, and his wife, uh, Paulie, my grandmother, who okay. we lived with. Um, she only died um, in 2010. She was 99 when she died, so she had a great memory and friendships over the years. John Cowley used to call in to see her. You know, he had a farm mm-hmm. in Trim. Moradili, I think, used to call sometimes. And um, then, of course, um, Chris O'Neill's daughter, well, Ashley, yeah, in First City. Brilliant actress, um, yeah. And uh, Joe Pilkington's daughter yeah. is also in First That's City. Right, Ruth, yeah. Great yeah. show. So, Great so show. they, um, Ashling made a documentary in recent years and came back we have a lot oh, of Oh, yes. Fantastic documentary. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And L- Linda, do you know how they picked your house for the for the Reardon's family home? Yeah, so, so um, as far as I understand it, and my, my mum and dad, who, who still live in the flat house, um, have explained, is that I think they were, RTE were scouting for a suitable farm, which wasn't too far from Dublin. Okay. And at the time, um, where we are located... It, that would have been the main um, Dublin Navan Road oh, okay. in, the, in the 60s, you know, before the, the main Dublin Navan Road as it was then, now the motorway. So I think somebody spotted it and literally, you know, uh, spoke yeah. to my grandfather and, and you know, they, they, they just loved it. People might think it was an unusual thing, but... Wow. It was such a community, and, you know. And Linda, do you remember the trucks? Because there were big trucks trundling yeah. in like a circus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for children, yeah. you know, my, myself, my, my sister, my cousins, or two sets of cousins, we loved this. This was so exciting. Um, just watching the filming um, yeah. going on. We had to be a bit quiet sometimes. Um, and some of the cast used to bring their kids. You know, you were okay. talking about husbands and wives. So yeah. I remember taking um, Biddy White Lennon's son, Darcy, off up the fields. We used to all go off and play. Okay. And they'd be doing the scenes, you know. Um, and were you ever, did you ever appear in the Reardons, Linda? Yeah, a, yeah, uh, quite a few times. So, okay, I heard, you were, um, I heard you were brilliant. I heard there was there was talk of BAFTAs and IFTAs and Hollywood. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more like kind of being in a gang. So I would have okay. a few times stood in for, for one of the, you know, played one of the Traveller children, Eamon um, had. I can't right. remember, Joe, how many children he had in the soap. But uh, so, so we would have, and one of my cousins, Gwen, was, a baby. I can't remember if she was um, Maggie and Benji's baby or Jude and Michael's, but she certainly was one of the babies at, at one stage. And Linda, given that you're in the Department of Sociology, um, and, and what, what's, what's, your, what's your training? Is it social sciences or sociology? Um, so, so I'm a sociologist, but I okay. work now in an interdisciplinary uh, okay. environment. Now, the reason, yeah. the reason I'm asking such a convol- yeah. convoluted question is, has anyone written a, a sociological thesis on the Reardons and yeah. it's 
it how it how it gave us an understanding, a phenomenological understanding, whatever the phrase, I forget all this of of ourselves as a. I'm I'm thinking of what was it Kins Kins anyway the 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 seminal piece on Ireland in the 1950s by the American uh, two American Ar- academics Orangeburg uh, and Kimble. Well done, yeah. well done, yeah, yeah. Has anyone ever written a thesis on the Reardons? I think like students have maybe have been quite interested over the years, but there hasn't. I, I, as far as I'm aware, there hasn't been any kind of sort of detailed book. And yeah. if you think about it, you know that. I mean, we're talking about it wasn't as that tension between traditional Ireland and the modernisation of Irish society, it it discussed all of the, I I remember at the latter end, the affair between um, Maggie and Gabriel Byrne's character at the time, you know, and uh, you know, all these kinds of breaking these taboos, you know, um, that were happening and, you know, even contraception was discussed and you know, it was um, was groundbreaking. Separation, it was an incredible piece. Yeah, but just to say as well, Joe, I mean, it impacted the whole community, not just our home, mm. so to speak, our farm. So, you know, they used Kilbride Church. Um, the county club in Dunshockland was where they went for lunch, the whole crew. Okay. They had a canteen on site. They had yeah, a pre-pop. And my grandmother made um, brown bread and uh, uh, what do we called curry bread, currant bread. Oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> and so, so they were catered for um, one of well, the local neighbours, Nan Gannon, served them um, tea and all the great. rest. Great. So, so it was a little industry in the town, in the in the townland. And Linda, would you have people coming to visit your house? Yeah, I mean, less so now, you know, as time has passed. Um, but over the years, you get people kind of slowing down because it's yeah. right on the road to the house. And you know? it's very identifiable, yeah. Incredible, yeah, so you get incredible, people yeah. slowing down, you know, to have a look in or even knocking at the door, or a little bit of media interest. Um, but And mm. also, as I said, some of the cast. You know, those those fr- the, the friendships were, I think... Um, the one thing, the, you're reminding me now, and Kevin, you can check me, and indeed, David, you can check yeah. me on this, yeah. because I didn't, I, I, I wouldn't remember all the Reardons, the latter stage. But um, the Reardons never depended on crime, or murder, or plane crashes, or tram crashes or whatever to 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 like to liven up the episodes no that the Kevin the, yeah. yeah the um i think the storylines were mainly you know rural ireland and running a farm and 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 whatever and uh, it it was ordinary everyday stories i mean obviously you mentioned the taboos and they were they were the first to to really air things like contraception and 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 various other topics that you know you you wouldn't have heard, seen on tv before that but other than that now they were very ordinary everyday storylines and, yeah. and people really uh bought into that really you know they, into, they, yeah. they, they enjoyed that they reflected Just, on the society of the day yeah. and uh, there was thankfully no not as many murders going on then and things like that but people you know people used to take that so much to heart the, the reardon's was such a watched program. People used to wait for it. I mean, John Cowley, when he was down in places like uh, uh, Carlow or Westmead or up and up down here in Kerry, he, he people would go over to him and say, "John, do you think it's time for the or Tom? Do you think it's time for the yeah. second cut?" I know. I know. Well, I bring the hay in. The, well, yeah. you know, they, to, they, they lived through the Reardons. It was a, a phenomenal kind of. You're right about the uh, study should be done on it. Okay, yeah. so stay with us, uh, Joe at RT.ie, 51551. 
is our text number. Just breaking news. A man in his 30s has been arrested on suspicion of the murder of Ashling Murphy in the last short time. A man in his 30s has been arrested on suspicion of the murder of Ashling Murphy. Joe at rte.ie. Live line on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Discover our 2 to 1 offers at your local Kia dealer. For more, log on to kia.com. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. We're talking about the 60th anniversary of the foundation uh, four weeks ago, 60 years ago, of RT Television. And it was sparked by a call. He was on earlier, Mike. He wants to know, is there any... Um, is there any plans to rebroadcast a series like The Reardons, which was a the, the soap opera from the 1960s and 70s? Now, there was Talca Row before that, which was also fantastic. Jim Bartley, I remember vividly from that. But the thing about Talca Row was it was filmed in studio, whereas The Reardons was set on a farm like Emmerdale is now. And Emmerdale, as you know, was filmed in... Uh, in a real village uh, in the in the UK and it was the Reardons who started that trend they were the first soap opera in the world that would decamp to the actual location and when there was a fair they would go to a real fair when there was a mart or a ma or whatever they they would and that's and people are uh, remembering uh, the the celebrity of the Reardons and we've contacted by a number of relatives of the stars of the show uh, John Whelan is a graphic designer John good afternoon Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? And you've a lot of you, go ahead about about the Reardons and the topics they covered. Well, one of the big topics uh, that they covered, Joe, and I know people have mentioned the illegitimacy, the poverty on living on the farm, contraception. Yeah. But one of the big issues that they covered in the early seventies was the Succession Act. Okay. Which granted, which granted a wife of yeah. a farmer an automatic right to suce- succession of the family farm. And we've got to remember that in those days, yeah. a wife of a farmer couldn't open a bank account except with the approval of her husband. Shocking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> they raised that issue. And um, I, I, as I said uh, to your researchers, I'm a collector of old uh, logos, graphic okay. design oh, elements course, yeah. and all that. And so I'm always interested in the kind of technology that they used in those days with and how they created the logos. Okay. And one of the things I came across was an ad from 1972 uh, featuring ben, Benji and his far, father. Okay. In which they were discussing uh, urging farmers to have a metal frame cab put around their tractors. Of course. In order yeah. to, protect them, to protect themselves from injury. Yeah. So even back then, like, I mean, they were dealing with issues. So, so Tom you know, and Benji, as as the fictional... Uh, well, there, there was uh, Tom Hickey and John Crowley, but as the fictional Tom Reardon and his son Benji, they were in a TV ad as themselves, as the actors, as or themselves you, yes. discussing discussing the safety around their, their tractor, and um, there was no dramatic footage or anything like that. It was just a two farmers discussing the safety issue, Incredible. and I think it won. I think it won true on the day because yeah. people took it on board, and, we've, and there was no big expense. Just, just for again, for younger listeners, this, this, this is a couple of more clips from the Reardons. Well, there was one storyline in it uh, that I had where I had a row with uh, the father, uh, Tom, because he wasn't paying me enough or whatever, and I left the farm to drive the school bus. 
And when I went home to Nace, about two weeks later, my mother told me that some local farmer's son had left the farm and had come in to work in the town because he'd seen the Reardons. <laughs> it, it, the, the interesting thing, I think, about the Reardons in comparison to, say, the soaps now is that it was the storylines were more character driven then. Uh, now they're more sort of plot driven. That's the, the late, great Tom Hickey, who was Benji. In the Reardon's talking about the the impact the impact by the way a form, as all of them were a formidable actor on the stage as well and in many movies subsequently though he told a story um, when he was on the stage in the Abbey and he was many many times on the stage I think it was in the Gigli concert by the great uh, late Tom Murphy and. Um, if some of his friends were out at the bar during the intermission and they heard two people say, my God, hasn't Benji done well since he's left the farm and taken up the acting? They didn't. They saw him as a real, as a real, uh, a real person. Mairead McKiernan, Mairead. Hello, Joe. It was filmed near you as well. Well, yeah, I just was listening in there. I was very interested to hear your discussion. And obviously it's, um, the Reardon's is very much associated with Dumboyne for obvious reasons. Yeah. But the parish I come from is Cabride, which is actually the other side of Dunboyne Parish. Okay. And they would have used the church in Cabride and they would have used the outside of the pub in Cabride. Okay. And at the time I was uh, in school, in primary school, and our primary school was just behind the church. Okay. So when it came to um, maybe needing a crowd for a church scene or something, okay. we used to... Um, and sometimes get an opportunity to okay. get out of school. <laughs> so we used to be the people going to Mass as the, the famous Brilliant. characters Brilliant. Um, did their bit, you know. So you'd be marched out of school, yes. which is great news oh, for you, into yeah. the church and all the glamour and the glamour and pizzazz of uh, of a TV programme. Now, how did your acting career go after that, Mairead? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm interested to hear one of your speakers is a sociologist from Maynooth, and I yes. took that route myself. I actually oh, well, went to college in Maynooth and I've just retired. I lectured as a sociologist. Oh, wow. But um, I'd be inter- I'm just interested in, particularly yeah. for to bride to hear it mentioned, and I know your, one of your previous speakers did speak about that, you know. Yeah, okay. um, but it was an interesting time, and a very glamorous time, you know, to see um, real actors and famous actors and people who would be on TV now the, in the, real life. Just a bit, the sad news is that RT tell us they've no plans. Now, they shouldn't be so adamant. They've no, no. plans to rebroadcast yeah. the readings. Yeah. But on the RT player... Yeah. Uh, if you look up Arts Lives, the Reardon's Tea, Taboo and Tractors, okay. um, there's many of the Reardon's cast are brought back down to your townland, uh, Mairead, to, yeah. to reminisce. It looks fantastic. Arts okay. Lives, the Reardon's yeah. Tea, Taboo and Tractors. And Annie, you don't have to have seen the Reardon's for the 15 years it was on mm-hmm. to appreciate its importance. Stay with us, Joe at rt.ie. Joe! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 It began as a simple phone call asking where would, the, would any RT, any plans to re-show this incredible, popular and seminal uh, sitcom, or it's not sitcom, soap. And it's, I don't even think it's a drama is better. Uh, weekly drama, brilliantly made, brilliantly written by Wesley Burroughs, brilliantly directed by many of the great directors and floor managers here because it was an outside broadcast and we've so far had Kevin Hoey who's the son of Maura Deedy Mary Reid and Dave Costley who's the nephew of Annie, Dal- Annie Dalton who was um, uh, Minnie Brennan and Cleena Needool Cleena good afternoon Good afternoon Joe how are you? Good your father 
Brendan O'Doul ah, was my dad, yeah. So he played Mickey Mack in the rear. Ah, he was um, he did, yes. Johnny Mack's brother. I think he came along when Johnny Mack passed away and took over the pub. I may be wrong now, but um, yeah, and, so uh, he, he would have sang the, the Parting Glass in the very last episode. Ah, wow. His dad was a singer. Yeah, um, a great you know, singer. He, probably, he, he presented Kayleigh House for many yeah, years. And yeah. He was the part of the radio rep and went on to do the Reardon for many years on the radio afterwards. Of course, because it did, it did end up as a radio um, soap opera, so to speak. It a did, radio yeah. drama, yeah. 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 And um, then the Harbour Hotel then followed that on oh, the radio. Oh, yeah. Written by yeah. Lee Dawn, the late Lee Dawn and, and uh, Hugh Leonard as well. Great slew of, of uh, writers. And Cleena, was your father, was Brendan in the Reardons when, would you remember it? I, rem- I vaguely remember it. Like, okay. I, um, yeah, but because I'd be a little bit too young. My older sisters would probably remember it yeah. better. Um, but uh, I remember Dad being invited to many things because of the Weirdens. Okay. We went to the League Harvest Festival every year. He opened that. Yeah. Uh, the Kiju door dancing competition. He he was the, one of the adjudicators <laughs> for that. Say that again, and the Kiju door the, dancing competition. Yes. It was like, yeah, they put a door down with four pints of Guinness in either corner and then the person who'd get up and do Shannon's dancing would spill the least amount of Guinness, which basically... <laughs> <laughs> and then Brilliant. what else did he do? Brilliant. Remember Pope Grub when the Toasties came into yeah, the pub? Yeah, he started that. Yeah. Yeah. His, his picture would have been up in a lot of those pubs um, pro, uh, promoting the the Pub Grub, it was okay. called, I think. Well done. Yeah, yeah. And he was, a, he was a great character here in RT Radio. Brendan was yeah, when I was starting. Yeah. He was a most friendly, as all the rep were. It's so sad that they're gone. Uh, yeah. They were just such and a part. And of course, part, like, his music was a big part of his life. Absolutely. Well, House for what, 15 yeah. years? Okay, good to meet him. Good to meet him. Good cleaner. And Dave and Kevin. Back tomorrow at 1.45. Penny Hart producing. Ray Darcy's next. Live Line on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Discover our 2 to 1 offers at your local Kia dealer. For more, log on to kia.com. 0818-715-815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.